Hello everybody and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there is a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very, very much for listening to mine. This is a special release slash announcement. Rick of NHL to Atlanta, which is a Twitter account, by the way, also an Instagram account and some other stuff was kind enough to come on my show and talk to me about something that is now in the media, which is Anson Carter. I know Anson Carter as a player on the Bruins. Anson Carter is also an employee of TNT. He does the TNT um, pre- and post-game and in-game stuff with TNT hockey with the NHL hockey anyway so Rick of NHL to Atlanta came on my show and talked about this about how Anson Carter is going to buy the gladiators or I guess has bought the gladiators and the implication here is that something bigger than the ECHL which is essentially a double a um hockey affiliate, to use a a bad baseball analogy, something bigger than that is coming to Atlanta. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to release this, but before I did that, I thought I would give a little bit about the history of hockey in Metro Atlanta, at least from the 90s to sort of the present day. So, in the early 1990s, an IHL team called the Atlanta Knights was brought to Atlanta. It was popular with the folks. It had one of the highest attendances in the IHL. What some people might not know is the IHL was, at that time a league that was literally trying to compete with the NHL. It was a league in major markets. It was a league of basically like a a competitive feeder league to the AHL, to the NHL. But the league was trying to position itself as a competing league to the NHL. Um... What brought the IHL out of Atlanta was actually the Thrashers, who are now the Winnipeg Jets. Anyway, so the IHL was brought out of Atlanta by the Thrasher by the Thrashers, specifically by Ted Turner. Now, what Ted Turner did, the mistake I, I would argue that Ted Turner made was Ted Turner decided to put the team not in the northern suburbs, but in downtown Atlanta. Now, downtown Atlanta in the early 1990s and late 1990s was not downtown Atlanta today. This was kind of before the, I guess, I don't know what you'd want to call it, but for the purposes of this show, we will call it, I guess, uh, the mass gentrification of downtown Atlanta. 
prior to that, you were never going to get baby boomers who, let's remember, were going to be the paying customers. You were never going to get those people going to that arena for a hockey game. And that's pretty much what happened once people figured out that Ted Turner, you know, the Thrashers were not Ted Turner's priority. And when he sold, uh, when Time Warner forced him out for reasons I don't really feel like getting into on this episode, and this, the team, the Hawks and the Thrashers were sold to the Atlanta Spirit Group. The Atlanta Spirit Group just nakedly did not care about hockey. They saw themselves, I, I think it's fair to characterize, as the owners of a concert venue and also a basketball uh, team. And they basically saw the Thrashers as something in the way of a, of a concert venue. They ran that team into the ground. They had, the Thrashers had some of the best players on the world, Ilya Kovalchuk, Marion Hossa, uh, Danny Heatley, um, the list goes on. And they were basically all traded away within a few years. Anyway, so then you get to the Winnipeg Jets. So True North Sports and Entertainment. Um, Winnipeg Jets, the old Winnipeg Jets, were basically relocated in a surprise relocation to Phoenix, Arizona. And the True North Ownership Group, headlined by Mark Chipman and David Thompson, who is, interestingly enough, a lord, a peer of the realm. Because his father did some very, I guess, patriotic things or whatever with the news service that he owns, which we today know as Thompson Reuters. Anyway, so David Thompson and Mark Chipman basically bided their time and sat and waited. I think within 30 minutes they were either going to get the... Phoenix Coyotes to relocate back to Winnipeg, Manitoba, or they got the Atlanta Thrashers. And, of course, we all know they got the Atlanta Thrashers. Well, some of us know that, including the person on this end of the microphone. And also Rick, who is my podcast guest for this episode. Anyway, so that's a little bit of the history of the Atlanta Thrashers and the Atlanta climate with hockey. Anyway, so, um, I am, as some of you know, a diehard fan of the Winnipeg Jets. That is the current incarnation of the Winnipeg Jets. I am also a fan of hockey in general, and I would love it if Atlanta could get an NHL team. A lot of people seem to think that Anson Carter, um, which he's done before, he did it in the 2010s, uh, when the team uh, relocated to Winnipeg, he was one of the initial owners, ownership groups that was vetted by the league to keep the Thrashers in Atlanta. Anyway, so a lot of people seem to think that 
this move is this move of the Anson Carter owning the Gladiators is sort of the entree to bigger things in the Atlanta community regarding hockey. Um, I certainly hope so, but I'm also one of these people that I look at the evidence before me. And the evidence before me is that a step was completed, that Anson Carter now owns an ECHL team, which is going to have to move out of that stadium eventually. And we'll get into that in this episode. But um, the stadium is, of course, the arena at Gwinnett Place, or at least that's what it was called when it was built 20 years ago, or 15 years ago. Um, but they're going to have to move. There is, they are building a stadium in Athens, Georgia, which is a fair bit away from here. Um, and that's what I'm going to say publicly on this episode right now about that. And there will be, if I have anything to say about it, and I do, there will be subsequent episodes about hockey, ideally hockey in Atlanta. Um, on the History Voyager because I love hockey and this is a platform that I control so I'm going to talk about hockey but ideally there will be other episodes about hockey in Atlanta um, and vicinity because Gwinnett County is in Metro Atlanta but it's not in um, Atlanta proper but anyway so Everybody, enjoy this podcast, and um, also I'm going to mount this on the website, which is thehistoryvoyager.com, and there's going to be a whole page around it. All right. Enjoy the episode, folks. Hi, everybody. Um, My name is Ben Kitchings of The History Voyager. As longtime listeners will know... I am a hockey fan. I am here with a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Rick. I run the NHL to Atlanta page over on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, I've been doing this for about two or three years now. Uh, I've been watching the momentum grow, especially as of late with uh, some recent developments that we've found out. And I'm very excited to be here. I am thrilled thrilled to have you sir um how do you want to get into those real quick or i mean uh sure was there i know there's a lot that's come up lately especially with uh anson carter and kind of the debate around that but was there anything in particular you had in mind or well i I suppose we should say that atlanta currently doesn't have an nhl team and I think it'd be fair to characterize the previous ownership as um, anemic in their interest, if we could be polite. (laughs) Um, But so there's been several irons in the fire, as my grandmother would have said. Um, And yeah, the Anson Carter one was the one I was the most interested in, but a few of others, I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, yes. So as far as um, the uh, starting 
with the Thrashers. This is really what it goes back to. Um, we everyone knows the the horrendous. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. That was Atlanta Spirit Group, where they just clearly not putting money into the team, and they obviously listed the Thrashers for sales. We all know it. Um, and I remember seeing a report back in April uh, 2011 saying that Anson Carter did have an ownership group that put out an offer for a team. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was it, it fell through on the terms of they had an agreement on the actual price of the team, but they couldn't agree on rent for the building because Atlanta Spirit wanted to charge them some ungodly rate. I remember uh, Anson, you're talking about the interactions with Anson Carter and the Atlanta Spirit Group. I think we should... I think it would be fair for us to say that this is my opinion and this is your opinion or not. This is, but you know, you have your opinion. I have my opinion. Um, my personal opinion, again, just as a super fan on the outside looking in was that the thrashers were always the other thing in the building, whether it be a concert or a, you know, a basketball game or whatever. And I think we should also say the interest in the Hawks was not what it is today in the the, the metro area as a whole. Um, it was almost laughable how the Thrashers would have like way bigger crowds than the Hawks did. Basically, the entire time the Hawks were here. I mean, the Thrashers were here. So that, to me, was funny. I had heard or read or something that Anson Carter, other groups wanted to keep the Thrashers in town, but they did not want to deal with the ownership group as far as the, being the landlord. So, you know, yeah, um, yeah, that was that was my understanding of the situation then. Um, obviously, things were quiet for the what eleven years now, 10, 11 years where. Maybe a year or two ago, you heard some pretty quiet whispers, rumors of, of people who knew people who, who knew a guy uh, and kind of just through the grapevine type stuff. But um, I, I'm glad that we're hearing more on the the business side of it um, that more recently. Uh, specifically, uh, I remember listening to uh, one of the Gladiators podcast episodes uh, featuring Jerry James that aired i think rough right around september 7th mm-hmm. um they were talking about kind of a kind of the gladiators interactions with the arena and um how they're trying to help promote themselves in hockey around atlanta mm-hmm. and right at the end of the episode not like less than 15 minutes left um mr james mentioned uh anson carter going around and talking to anyone that'll listen to him about the NHL, something like that, uh, some, something along those lines. And uh, from there, just talking about Gwinnett Play Small being an ideal location, um, talk, an trying arena. to talk to Gwinnett For County arena, yeah. Yeah. about that. It's a vacant arena. It's I mean, it's a vacant mall these days. Um, it was a mall that um, honestly was... And it's weird because it's in a very thriving neighborhood, the mall. The the neighborhood itself is thriving, but the mall is pretty much dead. Um, in fact, it is dead. It was a casualty of the uh, pandemic Yeah, um, that we had. 
Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you've heard that Anson Carter wants to put an arena in Gwinnett Place Mall, huh? That's pretty cool. Maybe not Gwinnett Place Mall. That was that that was uh, Jerry or Mr. James talking about mm-hmm. t- talking to Gwinnett County about that idea. Yeah. I have no idea what plans are in place, if any, for that mall as of today. Yeah. Um, I I know North Point Mall currently has plans to be torn down. Uh, wow. Their website mentions residential and uh, an entertainment district, but no no mention of an arena there. Um, but you're you're absolutely right about these malls dying, um, yeah. largely as a result of COVID. Or North Lake or. Uh... Uh, North Lake Mall, that is. Um, what about or Market Square? What do they call that? Okay, here's a question. Go ahead. What about? Um, let me, let's think about. Is it a pre-existing team? He wants to buy a pre-existing team, so we're talking maybe the Flames or the Coyotes or. Uh, I think Ottawa is going through some problems financially and interest-wise. Um, I know obviously, uh, teams like Ottawa and Arizona have been the talks of relocation rumors for years, for years, years and years. Um, yeah. relocation wise, if that were to be the case, I, Ottawa's probably the biggest suspect of that. Um, especially with their most recent owner, Eugene Melnick having passed away. Uh, I honestly, I'm not too familiar with their current arena situation. Uh, it, it's entirely possible that they're, uh, relations with the city of Ottawa have gotten better since then. Cause mm. I know Melnick himself was a, a, an issue. Um, mm. As far as Calgary and Arizona go, I, I personally don't see the NHL looking to move a team from the West to the East after having just found a perfect balance with 32 teams. Um, so if, yeah. if he were to, um, if he were to bring a team in through relocation, it would most likely be Ottawa or the potential of an expansion, which I honestly couldn't even imagine how that would work. But I money talks. I, I think, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I think you could look. I mean, they're they're playing. The Coyotes are playing in a. What like a five thousand seat arena, something apparently. like that. Five, you know, it's smaller than the the arena at Gwinnett Place that the Coyotes are playing in. The NHLPA I read recently has filed agreements about that, which you know, that if you look at the dressing rooms, I've seen the dressing rooms and stuff. I can't imagine pro athletes in that building. I, I just can't. Um. I mean, so you know, let's let's get out of this whole like the interest is not in Atlanta, right? Because the interest is, I mean, you know, which had a bad ownership. Um, yeah. So, where would you like to see the the team be put? Um, personally, I've always thought that hockey fans, at least the majority of them, are kind of split between the northwest and northeastern sides of the metro area. Mm-hmm. which the survey I've had going uh, has really helped solidify that. Um, obviously, 2,500 okay. responses is still a pretty small sample size, but it, from what I've collected, it, it's almost split 
uh, where half of the people that have responded have said they live in either the northwest, the Cobb County, Cherokee County type area, or the northeast where you have uh, Gwinnett, Forsyth counties, uh, those kinds of areas. Yeah. Well, the I know for a fact that northwest area is, is, is growing like gangbusters. It, it's growing like there's no tomorrow. Exactly. I mean, that would, just from a demographic standpoint, whatever, that's where I would put it. But, you know... I mean, personally, I'd rather see a relocation than a than a um, expansion. I think expansion, we had that twice and it didn't work out. I think you're going to have to put a, an existing team with maybe some fans that live here. I would yeah. think you'd want an American team. Um, but, you know, I, as far as that goes, but, you know. I just hope the Canadian media would lay off. So they're not going to. They're they're having a field day with the 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 black eye that Atlanta's lost two NHL teams, and they're they're absolutely right about that. It's a black eye that Atlanta's not going to be able to shake off until they win a Stanley Cup with a sold out <laughs> arena. But twice, <laughs> twice, yeah. Um, the, the that black eye is going to be there and. Anyone that knows the Thrashers and knows their history in, in anything other than a surface level, they're going to know that it's at fault of ownership um, and almost exclusively ownership. The fan interest is still absolutely there. I mean, you see it with the Gladiators. It's for a double yeah. A minor league team to stay in the same building for 20 years. That's, that's honestly quite a feat. And um, what is the, attendance or what was the attendance of the gladiators last uh, last year last, well uh, the last non-covid year let's let's go there um 2021 22 season saw an attend average attendance of rough like just shy of 4000 um i know they they had a lot of arena changes at that that season uh still feeling the effects of covid early on and their schedule is kind of sucky. I know that their Heritage Night was the same night that UGA was playing a big game. So, obviously, those kinds of things are going to affect the AA minor league yeah. team who's not getting not getting those headlines with the AJC or WSB or anything like that. Um, Pre-COVID, they were still yeah. north of 4,000 in attendance. And um, I, I know it's been tapering off over the last few years. Yeah. Um but I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's been an interesting scenario for the interesting case for them. I don't know. My my thing um I hope whatever NHL team does come here at least during the football the college football season I hope they I hope they give that Saturday to to college football. You know, play Friday Sunday. Don't yeah. don't don't play on Saturday during the fall at home. Like don't do that. Um, at least until like November or December, <laughs> you know, honestly. So to, to circle yeah. back to what you asked about their attendance, I have the numbers here. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, their last full length pre COVID season was a 2018, 19 season. Uh, and that saw an average attendance of 4,686 fans, which is still in the upper third of ECHL teams around the league. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something they've been pretty consistent with too. Is um, ECHL attendance as a whole has been dropping, 
Uh, you're you're yeah. seeing maybe the top five teams that are averaging five thousand uh, north of five thousand fans, and then everyone else who's kind of in the four and three thousands. And then you have teams like Iowa who are averaging maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand fans a game. And I think it's fair to say, right? I think it's fair to say that to use the baseball analogy, this is a double A affiliate. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's fun to watch, but it's nothing like the NHL. No, I, it and, is fun to watch. It's fun to go, but it's not the same. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> you know, um, tell me some of your favorite Thrasher's memories as a fan. Some of my favorite Thrasher's memories. Oh boy, the they were they were my childhood team. I grew up with them. Um, I remember. I did a lot with that team. I went through a couple of their summer camps. Um, I got to meet a few of their players. I know Zach Bogosian. Uh, I got to meet him. I've been following him since he left uh, Winnipeg, just watching him bounce around the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to meet Evander Kane, both of them in their rookie seasons. Um, Eric Bolton. Um, there was like there was a chance I got to meet Kovalchuk super quick. Um, oh wow! He he was the type of guy that would generally get out of the arena as quick as possible. Uh, didn't like talking to the media or anything like that. Just wanted to play hockey. I think it's fair to I think for the folks that maybe don't remember or um whatever. Okay, so to use a to use a soccer analogy or a, a you know a world football analogy. Okay, Ilya Kovalchuk was arguably the best, one of the best hockey players on the planet. And he was in Atlanta. So, I mean, I, I get wanting to get out of the building as fast as you can if you're Elliot Kovalchuk. Um, that's actually how I found out the team would be moving to Winnipeg, was reading the paper one day and finding um, Elliot Kovalchuk saying, you know, I don't want to wake up in Winnipeg. Yeah. What? what? I don't know. No disrespect to Winnipeg. Some of you, some of you guys I've talked to are are nice, decent people, and I, I don't fault you for a second for living there. This <laughs> isn't about you. It's about a team that was stolen, taken away, basically. You know, I you know I love talking to Jets fans. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I'm still a fan of the team. I, I wore my hat today, so <laughs> out and about. So yes, there's yeah. plenty of interactions around the Thrashers. Uh, my my family grew up with season ticket holders. Yeah. Uh, sometimes in the nasty nest, sometimes not. Um, it's just an all around fun experience. Electric atmosphere, no matter how many fans are in the game at at the games. Um, I mean, I remember the playoffs. The upper bowl sold out of beer, like completely sold out of all beer. Yeah by the end of the second period. Um, it's obviously not a good night for the police or for Atlanta police, but it was a great night for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my favorite, uh, I guess in person memory was I was there when the, I, he was a minor league goalie. And he he got a shutout, and the whole stadium just started chanting his name. It was hilarious. It was just amazing to watch, like eighteen thousand people chant this kid's name. You know, yeah, so cool. 
And, you know, I remember when, Col especially when Kovalchuk first came, you know, every time he touched the puck, the building would just stop. You know? Everyone knew something was going to happen yeah. when, when Kovalchuk got possession of the puck. Everybody knew. It was so cool. So cool. Yeah. So, um... Uh -huh. Has I've googled the I googled this about Anson Carter. Um, I googled this about Anson Carter. Um, what was the? Um, has there been anything else other than the uh, couple stories I've seen on the on Google? Um, so as far as the the whole today thing with uh, Anson Carter goes. Um, I, I heard through the podcast, he was looking for investors, uh, involving that wanted to get involved with the NHL. Um, me, me being me and doing what I do on social media. Uh, I, I take that stir the pot on Twitter, uh, that almost immediately blew up. Um, I think right now between all my social media platforms, that's seen that about 50,000 people have seen that. Um, mm. and obviously that got four or five articles out of it, however many reposts. Uh, and that warranted a response from Anson Carter himself. Oh. Who, he, he came forward and said it, it was fake news, essentially. Uh -huh. um, but I, me being the optimistic fan that I am, I feel like there may be more to it. I, I could be entirely wrong. I mean, I, I knew the information's unreliable until it's confirmed, which is why I said it was essentially, essentially said it was a rumor yeah. when I posted it. Um, yeah. Cause you never know what this type of stuff. Um, right. But since that's happened, I've noticed him posting a lot more about hockey around Georgia. Um, he, he was recently at a UGA hockey game, uh, posted about that, got a custom Jersey for it. Um, and then he also mentioned, over on Twitter, um, so let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, it, it had to do with the Savannah Ghost Pirates. He quoted their uh, their jersey reveal. He said, "My partners to the southeast are killing it and haven't even played a game yet this season. I can't wait to see this jersey in person." Uh, and said, "Savannah's Savannah's buzzing like the pizza man." And then put hashtag hockey is rising in the south. Um. We should say Anson Carter uh, played hockey for. I remember him with the Bruins, and I uh, think uh, some. Other I remember players. the Bruins and Rangers definitely. Uh, I, I know he's there a, was a Canadian team. team in there somewhere. Let me Google it. Let me Google it. Uh, let's see here. The thing I'm trying to hammer home here is, you know, I don't think he has per se a connection to the South, um, unless he lives here now, which his, I don't know. His current connection to the South is the NHL on TNT Studio, where he is currently part of the broadcasting team. Um, I know he's personally visited the Gladiators. He jumped on one of their broadcasts with Mike Folta uh, towards the end of one of the games. Okay. Um, and uh, that obviously that studio is based in Atlanta, so he's 
he's at least got, I'd imagine he has some kind of property here unless he commutes from who knows where. Well, he's not too far from Gwinnett Place, I would say. Yeah. Um, so he, he's got some kind of stake in Atlanta now. Um, yeah, and yeah. seeing that he's getting more and more involved with professional and college hockey here, I think that's a good indicator of maybe he does have that interest on some level. And plus, I um, mean, the, the other reports from 11 years ago, that was real. I mean, that yeah, was very, those, very real. Yeah. From, from what I understand, those were very real, uh, which adds in my opinion, a little bit, just a smidge of credibility to yeah. what did blow up. Obviously, he's yeah. saying it's fake news, so it it's very real possibility that it's not happening it's in the next five a, years. But It's also knows. possible that it's not fake news. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, I know what you're saying. The the conspiracy theorist to me wants to say something like maybe he's got an NDA signed. Maybe there's more that he just can't say yet. Oh, yeah. well, let me let me just tell you right now. Um, if this is real, uh, there's an NDA. Uh, I can I, I, I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the so, NHL's very they love their secrets. Um, Right. They, they're very protective of their stuff and what they're planning to do. Um, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of NDA and Carter's just trying to cover it up. Um, obviously, it sounds more like a conspiracy theory right now with what we do know. And I know nothing is real until it's confirmed. So, Well, one of the things that makes me think it's real, or realer than, okay, one of the things that makes me think it's realer than I would normally is the place that I saw that reported that he's looking into this is the very place where he works, TNT. Are you referring to the 2011 article? No, I'm referring to 2022. I did not know TNT reported that. Yeah. Some I saw a web page. I saw a web a story where TNT reported that. Anson Carter is looking into this and he works for TNT. So, you know, that just saying, just saying. that is interesting. I had no idea that TNT yeah. mentioned anything about that. No, it's right. I mean, that was the article that I could find. That was the web article that I could find was, about, was mentioning TNT. So that's how, you know, I think this is a little realer than people think, but it's not. I don't know. Um, obviously, right now, lots either being kept very quiet or we're just going off of a rumor that turned out to be false. Um, either way, I know there's still a lot that happened um, that that's going to happen in a positive light, um, at least with the gladiators yeah. uh, moving forward in the next few years. Such um, as so what, as far as, like... I Obviously, I don't have a lot of details. I'm more of an outsider than I am an insider um, okay. by, by a long shot. Um, I know the, the, the popular rumor right now 
is that the gladiators are moving to Athens in 2023 and this and that. Um, and, and I, I don't, think that's quite true. Um, a lot of people are citing that one-year arena extension as their reasoning behind it. Um, uh, all I have to say to that is that's been going on for a while now, and that's more so because the arena doesn't quite view the team as uh, one of the, the main attractions of that building anymore. Um, really? What, what do they think the main attraction of the building is? They... They they see themselves more as a concert venue than anything right now, from what I understand. Uh, and th- again, this is going off of what Mr. James mentioned on that podcast, mm-hmm. uh, where the arena is kind of just upping prices on things, and the gladiators are um, trying to do their best to keep prices down to get more fans and seats. Uh, and then just like the Disney on Ice fiasco that happened with the playoffs, that was... Um, my understanding of it is that's more of an arena saying they don't care as much about hockey than they do, um, than, than they do a, a concert, which is obviously going to bring in more money when you get a bigger name. Um, yeah. and so it sucks for the gladiators. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'm not sure that how that dynamics working, um, mm. There's there's rumors that circulate around it. I, I don't know the validity of any of them. So mm. it it's just it it sounds like a mess. Yeah, it does sound like a mess. And um, hopefully they can figure something out. I mean this this is a big town. They'll um, they'll have they'll figure something out. Hopefully, you know. Um, I know for the fact that ECHL is going to fight tooth and nail to keep Atlanta in their list of markets. Um, I know the city itself is by far the, the most populous market they're based out of. Um, <laughs> right. It's so. kind of, it's kind of weird that when you look at the other markets, it's kind of weird to me that it's, we haven't gotten an AHL team at least. But, it's you know. yeah. Sadly, the AHL team's a little tricky just because, they they have that league rule of a team has to be affiliated with an NHL club. Um, and so that immediately puts a limit on how many teams can be in the league. So right now, the AHL is kind of capped off at 32. So um, that if there was an AHL team that came to Atlanta, it would have to be a relocation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But those are more common, I mean, I think. It's it's not hard to get a minor league team moved, um, yeah. especially when owners want out. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of how well that team may be doing in standings or attendance, owners only have so much money, uh, and it's yeah. it's no secret that owning a sports team is not a, a very is not something you do to get money out of. It's not um, a cheap enterprise most of the time. We should say no. No, if if you want affordable, fun uh, things, it, it's not not a lot of money you get out of it. Um, from from my understanding, from what I've heard about it, um, so either that leaves you to jack up the prices or to take away some of those things. Either way, that's negatively going to hurt the fan experience, which makes things even worse. Hmm. Mm. Well, yeah. All right. You know, um, 
So, let's sort of end this on a positive note. Do you think at some point there's going to be an NHL team in Atlanta? Absolutely. Um, at some point in the next 10 years, I think it's very likely we see professional hockey at all three levels in Metro Atlanta. I do too. Or at least the greater Atlanta area. Because um, I know Athens mentioned they they have an ECHL team that'll be joining them once that arena is built. Uh, obviously, the league said nothing about it, um, but from what I understand, that's mm-hmm. still a thing. Um, the AHL, from what I've heard, that's also still a thing. Just kept them to wraps, and then we'll see what happens with the NHL. But I think in the next ten to twenty years, it's very likely we could see an NHL, an AHL, and an ECHL team in Georgia to working together. And that would be crazy. Um, it'd be historic for us. It'd be, it'd be insane. I mean, there's Canadian markets that don't even have that. Yeah. I know the Carolina hurricanes tried that once with, um, yeah. Charlotte and Greenville. Yeah. It's, it's a tough thing to get, but it helps all three teams a lot. I would imagine. All right. Um, Thank you, and uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Let me uh, get you to shout out your your various social media stuff because you are big on the on the socials. Yes. So right now, um, I'm working primarily off of Twitter. I'm also active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, those three are kind of my main handles. Um, obviously I'm going around to sports games. If you guys ever want to try to reach out to me and get a chance to talk, I'm, I'm open for that. Um, I do have a website, not as well maintained, but it's there, uh, NHL to it, NHL dash to dash Atlanta dot dot Weebly site.com. Um, and from there, that's pretty much everything I do. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much, Rick. And, um, hang on the line for me for a second. All right.